Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Days of Football. As always, I'm joined by Paul this week. Paul's uh, probably a little bit happier than he was last time that you would have heard him. Uh, Yu is still in goals, but uh, I think maybe when we get to the reviews, you'll probably understand why Paul uh, wasn't 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 getting ready to jump off Namsan Tower come come 5 p.m. on on Sunday. I was come 4 p.m. You were come 4 p.m. Yes, yes, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So how are you, Paul? Uh, better than expected. So okay. It's always a bonus. Are we able to get here through all the massive protests? It's not too bad at the moment. It's uh, more more police than protesters, I think. But it's this getting is busier. Okay, and, and just to kind of like, like uh, kind of make everyone understand that, that this is everyone's protest against being us being blocked by the KFA, right? Yeah, still going on. Nineteenth week. Nineteenth week. Nineteenth <laughs> week. Even though we've only been blocked about sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, so on tonight. So, uh, well, obviously, as we said, we have the reviews of the first round uh, of the KD Classic. The FA Cup has been drawn as well with some interesting little foibles in the. FA Cup let's say we now haven't actually kicked off the first round of the FA Cup but they've drawn through to the fourth round yeah which I think is the only in Korea would you do that right which means that uh, fourth round is when the K-League Classic teams come in which means for a lot of them it's like FC Seoul versus A, B, C, D or yeah. E right yeah it, actually as we'll talk later I actually uh, I actually talked with Matt Matt Bins during the week and uh, he was saying yeah we can play either blah 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 yeah it's like absolutely ridiculous but it did throw up one potential amazing tie, which we'll talk about when we get to the FA Cup. And I guess another thing to do is to preview this weekend's games. Um, it's going to be like a short one today. All that in 18 minutes. All that in 18 minutes, yeah. That ain't going to happen anytime soon. Okay, sweet. So, Paul, you picked, uh, well, you picked the intro music this week. Um, it seems to be something to do with long, winding roads or not being where you want to be. Uh, I think... Uh, quite a few teams are probably not where they want to be after the first round of matches. Obviously, as the old footballing cliche goes, nothing's decided on opening weekend. Yep. But uh, I think some people will be a little bit disappointed with how the opening weekend turned out. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't exactly um, having having a great Sunday, yeah, a great Saturday evening myself. To be perfectly honest, uh, them had their first ever game in the K League Challenge, and it didn't quite go according to anyone's plan. Uh, I actually watched most of it on, on TV. Really? Yeah. Uh, how did you... Well, I guess we'll, we'll get to that in the reviews, yeah? Yeah. I guess we'll review the, the big league first and then and then the small league, right? Where do you want to start? Um, I guess let's start with the, well, the, the biggest match, the Charity Shield, the super match, biggest match in Asia, obviously attended by 45,000. Sixth, sixth, sixth biggest derby in the world. Or is it sixth or is it just in the top six? Uh, I think there's a zero missing off that sector, Paul. It's, 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 there's some article somewhere which says it's one of the biggest six derbies in the world. Uh, I, I, I would find that hard to believe. And it, it wasn't even claimed by Trump either. It's like a <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about, about these articles. Like, whoever writes them, I think, always writes them just to get one big set of fans on board. Because, you know, say, people always call the old firm derby, as it was called, you know, like the biggest derby in football, and then you look at something like River Plate versus Boca Juniors with like 95,000 people in the stadium, you're like, nah, maybe that's the biggest one. You know, or Real Madrid versus Barcelona, these kind of things. So I can't really see how uh, so V soon one Blue Wings can be even in the top 12, 
hundred or maybe the top twenty in the Pech Leonish, right? But it is the biggest match in Asia, as they say, right? You think that's why it's called, that's why it's called the super match. It was the, the biggest, biggest match in Asia. That's what they used to call it, yeah. Surely there must be derbies in like Iran, in Tehran, which are ninety-five. Well, my understanding of why it was called the super match was because that was literally it. It was like the biggest match in Asia. Not the biggest match in Seoul and Kyungido. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Anyway, so you also went there on, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, like, how did they go? They, they, you went to get through it? Like, what happened? You were not unhappy? Finished one all. Um, okay. I thought Seoul were going to lose, and quite possibly they should have done, mm. if Jonathan had put his scoring boots on. Okay. He did miss a succession of chances, didn't he? I think you missed three. Two clear ones, two clear cut ones, and probably one that would have been a sweet goal had he scored it but yeah he, he, I think he definitely missed three uh, chances in the first half second half I mean actually when I do like a whole cliche of cliches it was a game of two halves as well as they say uh, first half was all through one undoubtedly second half was all so so well, not really quite sure what caused that but um but I think Suwon made clear chances out of their 45 minutes of good possession and Seoul didn't mm. really yeah I would agree with that yeah I think Suwon could easily have scored three or four goals, Seoul maybe two. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think over the piece, uh, Seoul fans would have been happier. You don't like drawing with your rivals at home, but I think, uh, considering what it could have been. Yeah, I think at, at half time, if you'd have offered any Seoul fan a one all draw, they'd have bitten your hand off. I think so, yeah. Um, and of course, who scored the goal? Uh, what, Suwon's goal? Um, yeah. E Min In oh, the ninth yeah. minute. Do you think that was a goalie error by you? Yes. Didn't really. It didn't seem to be that difficult to reach. We didn't even bother going for it. Right. It seemed to go down really slow, but then again, he did pull off an amazing save from that, from him about ten minutes later. Yeah, that right? was a that was a that's world, a world class, class save. Um, that that was a world class. That, save. that ball was spinning wickedly, and he somehow got his fingers to yeah. it and pushed it wide. So I would say, yeah, the one that he did concede was a goalkeeper error. The one that he. But that one we kept out was definitely like a, like a good save. And then um, Jonathan didn't really test him, right? He just kept blowing no, it over the bar. And, yeah. so and then Rowan on the second half, and then up popped uh, Suwon with a. Uh, sorry, so sorry, with the equaliser. Lee Sang-ho, ex Suwon player. Yeah, we discussed this like, when he scored the goal with Friendly, right? And yeah. I asked you, was that him that, you know, had he done enough? And you said, no, he needed to score against them. Fast forward two podcasts and he scored against them yep. has he done enough? Uh, I think most fans are warmed up to him now okay if you actually look at how he was playing I remember he was playing like he was playing for Seoul like he was battling for every single ball he ran the chance of maybe getting getting a, a couple of cards maybe at least one but he he played well like I mean he definitely gave everything he had a bit cheeky though right surely he stole Unilock's goal did he not? Yeah, it was going in, and he just—it was beating the keeper. I think you know, Rock shot from maybe like something like eighty yards. I would say about level with the penalty area, but yeah. on, the, on the corner of the six-yard box. And uh, yeah, Isango jumps in and kind of as the ball was going by Shin anyway, kind of like pops in and like pokes it, pokes That's it in, right? I'm ninety percent certain that Yunlok's shot would have gone in. It would have been. I think on the replays you can see it was curling. In fairness. It was curling towards the post. It could have curved onto the post and, and and by, but I think I think he was just so desperate to score. 
On the other hand, if he'd have shinned it over the bar, <laughs> that would have been... That would have been unfinished. <laughs> that would have been officially finished, yeah. And then after that, the game just kind of petered out, right? Yeah. A uh, couple of substitutions made, Santos came on, I think. Yeah. Um, a few other substitutions made, nothing particularly impressive happened really after that, yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. Um, so finished one each, happy, as you said. Both teams probably satisfied. Yeah. Both teams leaned on a marker for title challengers, or neither? I think uh, Suwon, probably everyone, a lot of people's favourite coming into the season. Uh, that may have dented yeah. optimism a little bit. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Seoul, after their terrible opening to the Champions League, probably didn't look bit to say there's maybe hope. If they can keep in touch up to the mid-season uh, and invest in a, a, a goal scorer come July... They've got hope, like two years ago when they brought in Adriana mid season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think so looked uncomfortable in midfield being pressed by Suwon, but then Suwon didn't really press him second half. Yeah. And I think Suwon, having been down at the Big Bird when they lost two goals to Guangzhou Evergrande, yeah. I think Suwon haven't plugged the gaps in the defence. I think they are still pretty weak at the back. And I don't, I think they're going to be, I think they'll be there or thereabouts, but whether I have the same optimism that I had. After after the Evergrande, yeah, sorry, before the Evergrande game, uh, when we did the last podcast, I, I don't think I have that optimism anymore that they'll that they'll, they'll win it. To be honest, the yeah, last podcast actually before that game, as you said, they drew two all. They, they drew two all Evergrande, yeah. Uh, you went to that game. Went to a game that they were ahead twice. Um, Jonathan with a cracking second goal. Actually, actually, all the goals up were pretty good. That's to be honest. Uh, but so one. Evergrande never looked but they, they were playing out of about 70%. They looked as if they were in second gear for pretty much most of the game. And happy, happy with the draw. Happy with the draw, because they know that they're, they're going to gub Eastern at home. Yep, they gub Eastern at home, sorry. They know that they're going to gub Eastern away, uh, and they're probably pretty confident that they'll, they'll take points you know I mean, uh, against Frontale. So I, I think in their eyes, they're just like, yeah. Not lose away, win yeah, at home. Yeah, so they didn't really ever look like they were pushing themselves to be perfectly honest uh, Suwon probably thought they had to wrapped up at 2-1 um, it's quite late the equal isn't it yeah, yeah but again as I said showed frailties at the back uh, wasn't impressed by the big Aussie sorry really wasn't at all uh, I think he gave the ball away a lot I think he looked slow sluggish at times German did, I know. did he play at the weekend yeah I, I, he, he, I don't think he played on Saturday and Sunday no. so I don't remember seeing any I don't remember seeing him um, but you know, a, a lot of people gave him a lot of plaudits against Evergrande, but I didn't think he, I didn't think he handled uh, Alan at all. I don't think he handled. I don't think he handled the, the Chinese players. Never mind the, the Galactical foreigners. Right? Just while we're on the subject of Seoul, an article came out this week talking about the uh, Adriano four million transfer fee and how Seoul spent it. Apparently, they've used it to give big. Uh, salary raises to Dayan, Kwak Tehee, Kim Ji uh, and a couple of other veteran players. So it's all gone. In That's salary. an interesting way you're spending your money. Uh, so the fans are pretty unhappy about it. Do like you think Dayan and Kwak Tehee needed a pay rise? You think there was a left that didn't get it? I don't think. I don't think that uh, Pak Chiyom or Dayan particularly deserve to have a massive pay rise to get them to stay. They're both bloody old. And if they yeah, I wouldn't have said. Patchy Young and Dan haven't really done anything since they come back, right? I think their salary should be on the downward curve now because they're both past their best. That's really... Yeah, I can understand why fans would be upset by that, definitely. So you take out probably the key player from last year, 
Uh, well, obviously not the key squad player, but in terms of effect, if these goals had on match, yeah. and replace him with nobody would give a big pay rise to a bunch of guys who are presumably quite happy on less money, money last year. Yeah. I mean, where was Dejan going to go? Home? That's an interesting one. That, that is a really interesting one. Osman, I could understand getting a pay rise, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Okay, other games on Sunday. Uh, we had the Jolla Derby. Yeah. Um, so basically, instead of us preview that, I, I actually met up with Matt Bins uh, during the week. Uh, we had a little chat about it. We went through all things kit, pitch, score, bathrooms, beers, the, the whole lot. So, so you want me to insert that here? Yep, so I guess we can listen to Keirig United's John Book columnist. He's the one who can best give us a, a review of that game. Okay. Okay, so thanks very much, Matt, for uh, coming back on again uh, so soon after after your your ex- your escapades on the quiz. Um, thanks for having me on again. No problem at all, man. It's always Glad a pleasure. To be, uh, welcome back. So they, I think during the quiz or in the last podcast we were talking about, you know, the state of John Book's pitch, the fact that they were moving to is it the Civil Stadium, right? Uh, yes, the John G. Civil Stadium is about five minutes from the bus terminal and right in the city centre. Okay, so you obviously went to the Jolla Derby there at the weekend. Yes, I did. So I guess, I mean, first thing, like, how was the game, first of all? I mean, 2-1 win, you must have been happy with that. Uh, of course, it's always nice to uh, nice to win a Jolla Derby. Um, yeah, a lot of it, for the 24 hours after it, I was... Um, you know, flying high, I was still living off the uh, the glory of Kim Shin Up's uh, 93rd minute winner. Uh, watching the highlights back, uh, it's kind of brought back a lot of the memories from the rest of the match, which was pretty dire, to be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah. John Jumbuck uh, created very little. Uh, John Nam probably can feel hard done by. They, I still don't think they deserve to win the match, but they definitely deserve to get something out of it. And okay. it looks like they were going to do it until, uh, until right at the death. Okay. Like something I noticed that was interesting uh, was that the rookie did his own personal uh, goal celebration because I guess straight after scoring he he um, he kind of like was was interviewed because it was pretty much full time, right? So he was interviewed and he missed all the kind of the celebrations, right? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of that atmosphere, the kind of the feeling I guess in the stands at the time. We were just he came back after everybody, the team did their usual uh, thanks the fans did the celebration and then uh, Kim Chinook was being interviewed and um, he came over to the fans and uh, I think it was actually the fans that started it but he just stayed and did his own personal jumping up and down celebration and it was a bit silly but uh, it was was within the spirit of the fans it wasn't (laughs) quite so much Kim Chinook coming over to grab all the glory yeah uh, yeah, it it was all in good fun they, you touched it on the atmosphere. Like, how was it? I mean, obviously, you've been you know attending you know like games at the World Cup Stadium for the last couple of seasons. Like, how was it? You know, being in a different stadium, being further away from the pitch and stuff like that. Like, was the atmosphere decent or surprisingly decent? Um, uh, it was probably the best dollar derby I've been to. Okay. Uh, but I think that may also have been due to the fact it was the first game of the season. Uh, there was 20,000 there in the 30,000 stadium, mm. so that was probably better than a 20,000 attendance in the 44,000 World Cup stadium. Yeah. So it felt a lot more, it felt a lot busier. Um, yeah, the atmosphere was quite good, and um, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the stadium in a minute, but 
for all the negatives, uh, the one positive was it did have that, it did have a kind of a non-league vibe about it. Everybody was just, um, yeah, everybody was just going with it. You know? Yeah, it was, okay. it was, it was fun. A good, a good opener from the crowd's perspective. Okay, you mentioned the stadium. I mean, uh, there's been some stories. There's been some photographs. Uh, I mean, you want to just give me your opinion of it first of all? Um. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So um, as I said before, it's they moved to the stadium um, because of the World Under Twenty World Cup. Mm-hmm. The stadium is five minutes from the bus terminal, five minutes from John Book National University, and a five thousand one taxi ride from the train station. So despite it having less facilities, you should think that they'll be drawing a bigger crowd. This is a perfect marketing opportunity to pitch John Book to those who don't really go. Yeah. And uh, for the most part, yeah, there was a good attendance there, but the problems were that the facilities were not as good as the World Cup, obviously. Um, but it was more than that. We, got, we arrived at the stadium and there's just rows and rows of gazebos and under each gazebo was a fold up, well, one of those pop up tables, you know, yeah. you kind of get it, like car boot sales. And uh, they've just got all the tickets in stacked high in piles and just people queuing and they're just handing over cash and got card readers. And <laughs> that was the first sign that things weren't right, you know, if all you needed was a gust of wind, you'd have had tickets everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, to the left of that, we had the shop marketing the latest. Uh, kits, <laughs> the controversial kits. Yeah, it was a kit. The gazebo with some wire mesh frames and back with scarves hanging off. It really had a bit of a like, yeah, just a, a market stall feel to it. Which, again, you could probably accept a, a bit of a non-league club. But yeah, this, this, these are the Asian champions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we went inside. The security was more thorough than usual, which was. Um, a bit different. They uh, they rooted through all the bags, took whatever they could, and opened cans and open bottle caps. We could still take them in, obviously. Just we had to take them in open. Yeah. Um, got inside. Uh, it's it's only a one tier stadium, but if you can bear with me, there's like two halves to that tier. So the middle half of the the, the dividing part of that tier is the walkway. Then you've got the upper ah, deck okay. and the lower deck. Uh, the upper deck there's um, the front row of all the seats were cordoned off. This is because there wasn't a safety barrier in front of these seats, so you could probably stand up and fall down onto the uh, the walkway. Okay. Um, so they were all cordoned off, not allowed to sit there. Uh, the seats were faded. Some had been replaced because there were some shiny new seats in the middle of all these faded, battered ones. Um, and then the game kicks off. The pitch is, as we talked about on the podcast, sandy, patchy. But you couldn't really see it from where we were standing because obviously there was a running track in yeah. the way. So, uh, yeah, we had all that. And then reports fed through from a mate who had tried to go to the bathroom uh, somewhere during the first half. And he came back saying, well, he came back about five minutes later saying he had to go all the way out of the stadium with his ticket in hand. So I was, was no toilets. So I went downstairs at half time to go with myself. And um, I found them, but they're all just padlocked up. All the wow. toilets are padlocked up, and they've just brought in some uh, portaloo cabins. Not not the not the festival kind of portaloos, but kind of uh, like uh, one of those kind of mobile buildings. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Side of them, and they just rolled a couple of those out outside each end of the stadium, 
and you had to go outside with your ticket and then come back in and during this time there's no vendors inside the stadium so you can't buy any refreshments within the stadium and all the vendors who are outside the stadium under the gazebos and stuff have all cleared off after kickoff. Of course, yeah, yeah. But we have to send somebody on a, it was about a five minute run to the uh, the nearest, uh, uh, insultingly it was a GS25, you know, giving money to FC Seoul. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, I don't know, it was just poor organisation. They knew they were going there uh, well in advance and it just seemed like they'd been told a week before that they had to set some stuff up. And uh, yeah, it, it was... It was disappointing. I would have expected it if there was an attendance of about a few hundred and it was a non-league fixture. Yeah. This was Hayley Classic, second place team. The thing is that you were at Tantra on Saturday, yeah? You know, and I think, you know, hopefully that you witnessed, you know, that, you know, the, okay, the non-real tackle stand, you know what I mean? You know, there's like chicken, like fried chicken. You know, there's like beer vendors everywhere. That's the kind of thing that you expect at the home of the Asian Champions as well. Do you know what I mean? Like not that what looks like a rush job or sounds like a rush job, but but exactly. yeah. I mean, Hyde Brewery is a, is a John is a John Drew brewery, and John John Book have been sponsored by Hype for a while. There was no Hype Hype beer on offer. There was no. <laughs> there was nothing. It yeah. was just ridiculous. I I thought. And they were by the actual pitch. I mean, like, they, how was the pitch? I mean, was it? I mean, it didn't really look playable to be perfectly honest. Well, it, it suited Kim Chinook to a T. I, uh, <laughs> I jokingly said before that it was going to be Kim Chinook's year, but they may have had a point because the only balls that were useful were aerial ones, okay. in which he could head down. Because I don't know, there, there wasn't any. There was a moment early on in the game where the ball was high up in the air and it came down on the pitch with quite a thud mm-hmm. this cloud of dust just came up from the turf and you could see it from all the way back in the stands beyond the racetrack and yeah. the ball was bobbling everywhere a bit it didn't cause any goalkeeping errors or defensive errors uh, fortunately or unfortunately but um, what would interest me I don't want to start a conspiracy theory or anything but it was uh, EJ Sung is out for two months after Going injured, getting injured in training on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Tom Buck were doing on-field, well, in-stadium training behind closed doors on Saturday. So I don't know. I mean, who knows? It could have been a bad tackle or whatever. But I think it's only a matter of time before somebody does get seriously yeah. injured on that kind of pitch. I mean, that's what it looked like, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a rumor going around that uh, John Buck were allegedly trying to get their FA Cup. Home match moved to an away wa- to an away match so that they didn't have to play any more games on the stadium than necessary. <laughs> I, I don't know. know I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it's still a rumor. I think at this point, I haven't heard too much myself about it. Um, I mean, it'll likely be Buchan. I mean, they're the favourites to yeah. to verse John Buck. I mean, it's Buchan, Incheon Uni, Gyeonggi Uni, or Han Tyres. Yeah, so I think it'll probably be Buchan. Um, which, yeah, it'd be a wise move to move it, I think. But, it would be. Um, who knows, they've got three weeks or four weeks until their next fixture there yeah. with FC Seoul. Okay. I don't know how well the pitch will look in that time, but they can expect another big attendance if it's FC Seoul, and they're going to have to fix those problems. Yeah, definitely. That definitely. Game, definitely. 
Uh, and you mentioned that you saw there the uh, their pitch was looking pretty bad as well. Actually, to be honest, uh, I saw that on TV on Sunday. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I'd heard it was pretty bad against Shanghai, but yeah, it was still looking pretty pretty bad on Sunday. And um, speaking of looking pretty bad, you weren't a big fan of the kit. What do you think? Now you've seen it on, uh, you know, like on a winning team. Does it look better? No, it, it, it looks worse in person. No photo. <laughs> does it justice it, it, all the photos any photos I sent from the ground on Saturday they still it still doesn't do it justice it looks absolutely horrific it's not even um, a navy blue like the um, last year's had the navy blue faded stripes down the middle yeah uh, it's a, like a bright royal blue if you know what I mean like yep. a Chelsea or, or a, dare I say a Sue one kind of blue at the bottom it's just horrendous it, it doesn't go with neon green it doesn't at all <laughs> I mean, I just yeah. They, I mean, on TV, when you put those like kits on that pitch, it literally looked like I was watching something from like 1960 or something. Actually. I mean, it was like yeah, it was. It, well, they looked like they all had the shorts pulled up. Uh, yeah, like really high. It just it was just it, it, it just looked terrible. It just definitely looked terrible. Yeah, and so I guess like, uh, you know the, the final thing I want to ask you then, early days yet, uh, but do you think? I mean, I think you were concerned about about John Book this season. Uh, do you think? Did you see anything on you know like on Sunday that suggests that that John Book will be up there at the end of the season challenging, or do you think it's going to be a long season? Um, I think we John Book could be the new Olsen. If Olsen are going to be the new John Book, John Book are going to be the new Olsen. The defence, while there was a few questionable parts. Uh, they had four new defenders out yeah. on Sunday and a new goalkeeper, but there were you could see the improvement in the defence in the individual quality. They still need to work on the co- cohesiveness a lot, but um, Kim Jin Soo in particular really stood out for me. So it could be uh, focusing on the defence this year and just playing it through to hoofing it up the pitch to the rookies. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we understand. So, yeah, not not positive, but we may defend our way to the Champions League. <laughs> cool, excellent. Okay, well, Matt, well, thank you very much uh, for your time again. It's always a pleasure having you on, uh, and hopefully, I'll see you pretty soon. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, well, you're not going on Saturday, right? No, I'm afraid I've got prior commitments, which is a bit annoying considering the big birds down the road from me. Yeah. But, um, I will be going to the Incheon game the week after. Okay, but I, if, if Sonam are not playing at home, and even if they are after Saturday's performance, I might go to Incheon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll see you at the Incheon game, yeah? Yeah, maybe see you then. Okay, well, okay, sweet. Okay, take care, Matt. Thank you. Okay, cheers, thanks, Matt. Well, thanks, Matt, for that insight. Uh, I guess that, that left uh, the games. Also on Sunday was Jeju's trip to Incheon. I think we had called this one, I think we both called this one as, as a way wins. Uh, I think it was a little bit tighter than, than any of us thought it was going to be, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but Jeju, uh, eventual winners, uh, beating, beating Incheon, not unsurprisingly. What was surprising was a 13,000 crowd at Incheon. 15? 13. Got to be the largest crowd I've heard of at Incheon since... I came to Korea to be perfectly honest. Which girl group was that? Uh, I don't think there was any. I think they were giving away two for one tickets. Okay. I'm not really sure. But uh, Modern Soul was talking about it uh, during the week. And I think, yeah, it seems to have been that, yeah, they 
they gave away a lot of tickets, it was the first game of the season, there's no baseball yet, there was nothing else on TV, blah de blah de blah and all those things. But uh, yeah. Good crowd. Poor game. I was switching between all three games. None of them looked particularly great to be perfectly honest. But yeah, you won that one, not unsurprisingly. Uh, on a Saturday we had Osan against Pohang. We both had that down as an Osan win. Uh, Osan duly delivered. Uh, we also had Gangwon's debut uh, back in the classic. Uh, they beat the army team uh, 2-1. The talking point of that would have been a, a brace by Egan Ho. Couldn't score for uh, Jeju or John Book when he came back, but two goals in his first game. Let's hope that's all he's going to score this month. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was a game that probably I think we talked on the on the podcast about the uh, stadium killer, yeah, uh, which was Guangzhou versus Daegu. Uh, that one finished a home win. 1 uh, 0 to, Gu- to Guangzhou. Uh, Cho Sung Jun with the, with the goal there just before half time. Okay. So the table has got a, a rather unusual look about it. We have uh, in first place we have Gangwon, second Jongbuk, third Osan, fourth Guangzhou, fifth Jeju, sixth Seoul, uh, seventh Blue Wings, eighth Jonam, ninth Pohang, tenth Sangju, eleven Daegu, twelve Incheon United at the bottom, and in my opinion, where they stay. But oh, anything to add to that rundown? Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, Short of time, so we'll keep it short and sweet. Okay, sweet. Skip, skip the challenge as usual. Uh, let's just go through it briefly. So I'm lost. Okay. Uh, they, we talked a lot about this they, at the game. The fact that Wang Yi Zhou and Yi Chung Yup were yeah. lining up against each other just 18 months after being being in, in, in the same national team lineup. Uh, unfortunately, Wang Yi Zhou didn't emulate his uh, his international compatriot. Uh, Yi Chung Yup scored a header within nine minutes. I think nine minutes. Uh, Connor came in from the right hand side. Nobody marked him. It was a simple free header, uh, and he bulleted it in. Nothing much really happened after that. Both teams were pretty poor. It was a pretty poor game, to be honest. Yeah. In the second half, Wang and Joe had a couple of chances, uh, but he's like shunned it. Just terrible, really. He had an identical chance to each other up, and he nodded. The, he headed it wide. Um, Parker started with three at the back, and then he went, so on 44 minutes, he changed, he made a sub, maybe 42, and changed the four at the back, uh, and we stopped with one up front, and then second half, he made another change, and went with two up front, and he's come out and said that he blew it, he said, that, you know, he, he, was, he was unable to match Poussin's tactics properly, but please uh, allow me time, because we have 12 injured players, of which eight of them are midfielders or something. So he's basically... So four or five injured players then? Yeah. You can't have eight midfielders yeah. on the pitch anyway. So he's basically said... That, I mean, there was no debuts for Dario, for Nico, and for the big uh, Croatian boy. None of them played. Uh, the only new signing was Paolo Sergio, and he looked really uh, out of sorts. Like, he wasn't being utilised at all. Um, really disappointing. But even more disappointing than the score was the new tackle stand... Behind on the, near the temp, the uh, temple stand, yeah. which turns out to be Japanese tacos, which oh. is like octopus balls. Octopus balls. I didn't know that octopus had balls. <laughs> I, I guess that's how they breed, right? But I wasn't for for eating them. Uh, so yeah, so I was really upset because I didn't think I was getting tacos at half time. Were there many people there? Uh, Seven thousand. And were they? What was their reaction to the, the game and the result? 
Uh, I think most people were just really annoyed. They were really upset. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of marketing and a lot of work done like in the stadium. A lot of new like convenience stores. As you heard in the interview with Matt, you know that's what was lacking like at John Book in the Civil Stadium. But we've really kind of we've got like a new store. There's like a whole bunch of new stuff. Everyone was getting free Lego, um, and then yeah. We delivered that performance, uh, which is just kind of like completely and utterly unacceptable, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, what, what else happened in that league? Uh, also in that league, uh, Eland uh, blew a one each draw a home, uh, away to Busan, to Buchan, who scored a goal in the last minute, like maybe the 93rd minute. Okay. Uh, also, uh, Dejan lost uh, their game, and Sanguiners winning their first ever game in history. Yep. They won that game 2 1. The first ever Asan, Asan goal scored by Nazimov. Everyone was interested. Okay. Asan went down to Kyungnam, right? The police. The police went down to Kyungnam. They did indeed, uh, and they lost 1 0 to Kyungnam. Okay. And the other game of note in, that, in, in the group was Su Wong went to Anyang and 1 2 1. Okay. So, already the, the league's having a pretty horrendous look about it, depending on who you support, but uh, Songnam are bottom. There you go. <laughs> so and that's where they'll stay all season. Yeah, I really hope not. I really hope not. Uh, so at the top we have Ansan Greeners in first, and then the playoff spots are Buchan, Suwon, Busan. Okay. The playoff spots are not unexpected, but Ansan being at the top is obviously completely unexpected. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh, you mentioned, or we mentioned earlier that the the FA Cup was coming up. Yep. So Paul, obviously uh, FC Seoul have made the FA Cup the last couple of years. Um, about last three years now, right? FA Cup final, last three seasons? Three finals in a row. Three finals in one, a row. One trophy to show for it. Yep, that's why, good. why is that? Because the first year he played for penalties and ga- gambled on that and lost. Yep. Second year they won. Third year they just didn't turn up against the uh, unmentionables from slightly down south. Yeah, so would you be confident again this year of you, of you, uh, of you um, making a fourth final? Would that be a record? In most leagues, probably, uh, right? Okay, yeah, quite possibly. Okay, so I guess we'll, we'll get to the FC Souls potential uh, opponents at the end because it is the big one. Yeah. It's the big news that we've all been waiting for for years and years and years. Not, not quite the biggest news, but pretty big. I think it's the biggest news in, in Korea. But when you said the big news we've been waiting for, there was it, it could have been bigger. Okay, maybe, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, yeah. okay so anyway, let's, yeah, let's get to it. So first up, uh, as you said, the K-League Challenge teams entered in round three. The K-League uh, Classic teams entered in round four. Yep. We haven't even played round one yet. Round one's this weekend. Yep, and what they've managed to do is, like, yeah, draw four, four full rounds, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, like, I mean, we could go through every single, every single uh, permutation, permutation, <laughs> but we're not. Um, we here until next week. Yeah. To do that. So we're just going to pick a couple of the kind of bigger ones, a couple of the kind of good ones. So let's start with uh, defending champions. Uh, who, who did uh, Super Blue Wings get pulled? So who did they pull? But I mean, we're not going to go through all the permutations of them. But who would be the, the biggest of their ties? And they have an old, an old Kaylee classic tie. No, am I think? Am I wrong about that? Are they not playing Incheon? Uh, yes, I think they are. Yes, <laughs> they are indeed. Have you done this without reviewing again? Uh, I, I, 
for the pursuit one. Ah, yes, they are because we have an old classic team and we also have an old an old challenge one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so of all the hundreds of permutations we could have come out with, that that's one that's fixed, right? <laughs> that was the one we didn't need to do, right? Okay, sweet. So yeah, so the defending champions against last year's, the year before's uh, losing finalists, finalists, right? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, um, anything to take your fancy in the first round then? Uh, obviously, ignoring what's going to happen in round one, two, and three, uh, if things work out with the, the seeded teams winning. Uh, Chumbuk going back down uh, Puchon going back down to Chumbuk in the fourth round looks interesting after all Puchon knocked them out last year yep and very interesting that you brought that up Paul because currently uh, Chumbuk are the rumour is that Chumbuk are actually campaigning or going to campaign to get that game moved to Puchon because they don't want to play any more games than they need to on that pitch so there you go. So we'll, they have a couple of weeks, obviously, to like. Um, if they wanted to do that, should just not send anyone to to attend the draw. Well, <laughs> funny enough, do you see that? So Songnam have been drawn uh, at home to Suwon FC. Oh, I thought it was away. Oh no, no, they were drawn away, but no one from Suwon FC turned up, and so the KFA have punished them by making them forfeit the home advantage, and instead being pushed to uh, an away tie. So we now play. Suwon, I think it's uh, my dates may be wrong here, but we play basically Suwon at home, Suwon FC at home, twice in the space of like ten days or something. And how how did you get on against them last year? They were our bogey team last year. We <laughs> lost. Uh, we drew the first game, uh, one lost the second game, won the third game, lost the fourth game or something. Yeah. So the last few years, you've been quite confident about picking some of them as a potential cup winner. Uh, yeah, this year not so much. To be perfectly honest, uh, uh, yeah, this year, uh, as I said, the other part coming out the weekend and saying there were so many injuries, and this really concerned that he's actually there are so many in- injuries. We have tough games coming up in the in the challenge, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of surrendered the the cup game. To be perfectly honest, uh, I would have loved someone different. I'd have loved a kind of weaker team. Uh, like one of the university teams or something but as it is it is a definite all, all challenge tie uh, or you could say an all carry classic last year tie it's a not completely non-seeded draw right yeah yeah I think so as far as I'm aware yeah. so, so are there any is there hope of any non-league teams meeting each other in the fourth round uh, the way it goes I think that's very rare chance of that. So in other words, you're not sure? I'm completely not sure, because there are so many permutations, it makes it almost impossible to do this. Uh, not impossible, but we just haven't got around to doing it yet. Um, as you sit and go through it all, it would just be, it would take, to, uh, my own personal thing is this is a crazy and ridiculous idea. I get drawn the first and second round, I get that. But why did you do the third and fourth round before uh, a single ball was kicked? Uh, how, how many ties are there in the fourth round? It's the round of 32, right? 32 yep. teams, so 16 ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's one all-classic, one which is likely to be all-challenge. That leaves 14 potential ties. Deduct another uh, 10 classic teams who are not playing each other. That leaves four ties, which could... Therefore, uh, is that four? Four, four ties, which could be, therefore, potentially all-non-league. If you beat the challenge team, yeah. Uh, no, I was mean guaranteed at this stage, guaranteed to be completely 
Uh, I'm unsure. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have the I don't have the mental for the mental capacity to do that. Uh, maybe I'll check it out and uh, tweet tweet the answer. Tweet the answer. Yeah. Okay. So, but the news here it is: Shabbat Shalom. The biggest match in the history of Korean football. Maybe no, but anyway, uh, I, I reckon I'll screw it up personally. I, I think it could have been bigger, as you said. It could have been bigger. But that game will be uh, FC Seoul, potentially FC Seoul losing finalists at home to the original FC Seoul. <laughs> the original FC Seoul. I'm going fishing. So basically, FC Seoul will host Anyang, which, as you said, could have been bigger. It could have been FC Seoul travelling to Anyang, right? Yeah. Um, but the first time they've, they've met since all the stuff, uh, we already know that you know they're not exactly the best fans on forum pages, and uh, there's been a lot of bleeding from Anyang fans over the years. They're getting their chance. They're, they're, they're getting their their opportunity. Should be noted last year, Butchon went there and had this amazing like set of flares, right? They got got them fined and all sorts, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this year. Do you predict a riot? Uh, I'm sure that Anyang fans will tear off some seats or yeah. break a toilet or something like that, and yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine for the behaviour of their fans. Yeah, I, I would be hugely surprised if there wasn't something. I'm not sure. Korean football doesn't really kick off in terms of like you know violence and you know like fights and stuff. Although Anyang and Butchon do do. Um, but uh, I don't think there'll be any of that kind of trouble. But I would be hugely surprised if there wasn't, uh, yeah, some death and some some damage done in the stadium. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Going to go? Well, no, because I guess. Well, yeah, it depends on who Songnam are playing, right? But you you wouldn't, assuming that Songnam are playing Suwon or A another, you wouldn't prioritise the chance to see the first Seoul Anyang game over that. But I've been the Anyang end if I did, probably. <laughs> With my purple, my purple scarf on, right? Then, then you get beaten up. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it would be a huge game. So, as a kind of game that I might actually go and see, yeah. Uh, so I think it would be like a huge, huge match. Like, I mean. But for, firstly, do you think Anyang will beat whichever team they play against yeah, in. Potentially. Which is Buyo or a couple of university teams yeah. or. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not set in stone, um, but uh, yeah, uh, there is a chance, a possibility that they'll beat them. Uh, I think just the whole chance of that fixture coming up is incentive enough, incentive enough for them to like, not mess it up, uh, and incentive enough for them to come to SUSO and, and, and maybe even beat so, you never know. Like, yeah. it's, it's one of those games that so could struggle in. Definitely. I mean, all you know, eyes on, you know, the Asian Champions League, eyes on winning the league, whatever else. That's the kind of game where like Huang might not prioritise it, whereas I would assume the Anyang fans will put it top of their priority list, right? Yeah, I, I saw some of the, the comments from Anyang fans when the draw was made. They're saying like, doesn't matter if we don't win another game this season, but we've got to try, we've yeah. got to win this one. I mean, they're not going to win the league. They're not going to get a playoff spot. They're not going to win the cup. So. This is their cup final, right? I know that's a real cliche, but in the day, this is their cup final, and yeah, it's the it's the match that they've been waiting for, hoping for for years, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's huge. 
Uh, I think there, there, there were other tasty ones that they could have came up. You know, you could have had uh, SU Soul and Soul Wieland, for example. I think that would have been an interesting game. I personally would have loved to have, have gone to the, 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 the big board to take on the Blue Wings. Um, or going to Inchon to take on Inchon but uh, I think there's still nothing big I think that this is huge yeah. like, historically a massive a massive game not historically but you do what I'm trying to say right because of history yeah. uh, between these two clubs it should be a massive game yeah. and as a, f- as a famous personality within the K-League world said football's coming home if football is coming home yeah, yeah. Well, we, maybe. we'd like to welcome Anyan back to their spiritual home Okay. We'll treat them with dignity and wouldn't have been our, if it was our way round it might be football coming home, right? Anyway. Okay, so I guess last thing you do, previews of the uh, K League Classic and Challenge coming up. Start. Think at this point. Start with the challenge. Well what I was gonna say is at this point we should obviously uh, direct everyone to our, our blog. Uh, so www.48shadesblog.com you'll see our prediction week we had round one of the prediction week sorry uh, we had round one last week uh, you can see the league table and see the predictions that we made today that will probably be completely different from the ones that we see right now because <laughs> I don't have a blog up <laughs> so we'll probably see different ones on the podcast but they're the ones that we've really thought about at the time right I, I think this, the scoring system's flawed Scorsese is not flawed if you if you don't make a mistake, right? But it's it's very harsh if you get something wrong. It's very harsh. I mean, like if you read the blog, you understand that Paul's on zero points, despite predicting two cor- completely correct results. No, two correct. Re- yeah, yeah, two correct results. Oh, well, they get two two correct results and one correct score. No, no, you think they correct no, score? I got two correct results. You get two correct results. And then two completely opposite wrong things. And then two completely opposite scores. And then some which were just. Yeah, a little bit off. So, for example, you had Sangju beating Gangwon 2-1, but in reality, Gangwon beat Sangju 2-1, that kind of thing. It's because I'm dyslexic. Because I got an actual score. I actually meant <laughs> I actually meant that Gangwon beat Sangju 2-1. Yeah, well, I got an, an actual score, right? I, I predicted uh, John Books to beat John Am 2-1. So I got a whole score. So I got a whole three points, but I also think there was a point for Song Nam, yeah. But you can read about it all on the blog. It, it, it's easier to read than it is to listen to. To be perfectly honest, it took me a long time to work it out today. <laughs> Whenever I was trying to work out the, the actual scores, yeah. Uh, and if you fancy joining in, you can tweet us on at K League Podcast. You can or underscore podcast. Uh, un- yep. K League underscore podcast. Yep. Or you can leave a comment on the blog. Or well, there you, you can text us if you if you're one of our regulars. <laughs> but yeah. Um, as Mark's only six points ahead at the moment, if you get your predictions in before kick-off tomorrow, you'll only be six points behind. Uh, if after that, who knows, you might be on a level playing field, depending on how well we do. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if we get it all wrong, and that's why the scoring system is fantastic, because if we get everything wrong this weekend, we could actually be back all, oh, they both of us in zero points, and then nothing's happened, right? And negative points. Yeah, or, yeah, or even negative points, yeah. Although, the cynical amongst you will notice that if you just predict draws for everything, you'll end up on zero. Well, you'll, ne- you'll never end up on negative points, right? Yeah, you can end up on negative points, yeah, definitely. If you, if you're on a, if you predict draws? Oh, if you predict draws, you can never get negative points. Yeah. If you predict draws, you can only get uh, zero points. Yeah. yeah. But over the course of the season, presumably you'd end up with a, a positive score because there would be some draws that you get points for. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you can read about it on the blog. There's a couple of posts there for you. Um, but let's quickly go through some of the challenge games this weekend. I guess like the big one is going to be Dejan against Songnam. Paul, prediction? Uh, Tejon against Songnam. Yep. Um, it was going to be one nil to. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be one nil to Tejon. Okay, yep, yep. Okay, I, I'm going to go for a draw. I think, I think Sonam will battle to a draw. Okay. Uh, other big game, also on a Sunday, uh, so Elan versus Gilnam. Uh, yeah, do you want to go first for that one? Yep, uh, I'm going to go with a score draw for that one. Probably one each again. Uh, don't think either team is particularly impressive, to be honest. Um, and then the other one that we were covering uh, is Suwon versus Buchan. Do I, not skip, do I not get to give my prediction? Yeah, I thought you, you'd ask me to go mine first, yeah. Oh, you're going to do all your... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Suwon versus Buchan, I'm going to go for a draw there as well. Okay. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be, uh, as I said, Tejan 1, Songnam 0, uh, Suwon 1, Puchan 1, and Elan 1, Kyungnam 1. Okay. okay, so we have pretty much similar ideas, but I think I'm going for, for three draws, right? And what, what are the two matches that we're not predicting? The two we're not predicting are Busan High Park versus Ansan Gunners on Saturday, and the Police versus Anyang on Saturday. Uh, two home wins. Two home wins, I think. I yeah. agree with that as well. Alrighty. Okay, and then finally. We'll go through the big league, the K-League Classic. Still pains me that I don't have a team to support in this, but anyway. Um, so, I guess... You're always welcome back at Seoul. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Birthplace. So. so, anyway, so on Saturday we have uh, four games. First one up, Daegu versus Incheon. Yep. Uh, that's probably going to be a home win. Just about. Uh, I'm going to put that down as my only away win of, of the week. Okay. To be honest. So there'll be a, 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 score, diff, a score swing there. There'll be a score result. swing there, yep. Uh, next up, Suwon versus Jumbuk. Uh, score draw, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go for a high score draw. Okay. I'm going for two each. I believe it was two each. Three one or something last time I was there. Three two. Jeju uh, United versus Osan. Uh, score draw. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Jeju win. But again, a, a lot of goals. Something like three one or three two or something. Okay. Uh, and then final one, yeah, it's a tough one. Gang one versus Seoul uh, in the in the skating rink in the uh, ski jump. Ski jump. I think that'll be a, a score draw as well. Yep, I would agree with that one. I think that'll be a draw. I don't, I, don't, I don't think many teams will come away from that ground in the beginning with a with much more than a draw. I think the altitude, right? It's just the whole idea of it. Like, I think it's going to be a really strange pitch, strange surroundings. I, I'm curious because uh, yesterday we did have very light snow in Seoul, right? Yep. Uh, and around Seoul. So I'm going to say I didn't snow there yesterday. So like, it makes you wonder, yeah, because I mean, where it is, if it was designed as a ski resort, then it's going to be, a, obviously, it's going to get the most snow, right? So the, the last photo I saw, they cleared the pitch and the yeah. stands, but the ski jump itself was still covered in snow. Okay. So, are you going? Let's uh, see how tonight turns out. Okay. 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 I think I'll probably be in the big board, but I haven't quite made up my mind. It's a three. It's a three thirty kickoff, which gives me more time to get down there, but I'm not really too sure yet. Strangely, there seem to be a lot of three thirty kickoffs. Okay. I hadn't noticed. I uh, just noticed. Okay. And on Sunday, uh, we have Dranam Dragons versus Sangju. Presumably you'll be going down for your first game at your adopted team. Uh, no, because I'll be actually out all day on a pre-Celtic versus Rangers bender 
Celtic versus Rangers. On Sunday evening, yes. Celtic versus Rangers. But yeah, well, I'm going to give them the name Rangers just for tomorrow. Celtic versus Sepko. The Rangers. The Rangers. So I, I won't be at Johnham, unfortunately, but I'm sure I'm sure that'll be a, a cracking game anyway. Uh, I think home win. Uh, I'd agree with you there. Okay. Uh, and then last one up. Obviously, the very hugely disappointing Pohang Steelers versus uh, fourth place Guangzhou. Uh, I'm going for another score draw. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a score draw. This may be different from what I said earlier, but I think I'm going to go for a score draw. Uh, you said a Pohang win. Yeah, I'm, that one, I think I'll make it. Yeah, okay, Pohang win, but I think that's going to be a score draw. And now I'm thinking score draw. So, as you can see, we don't really know what we're talking about, so if you oh. think you can do better than us... Uh, Sometimes you can change, based on, on your opinion, you can change at the end, right? Yeah. If you think you can do better than us, please do text in. Yep. Comment on the blog, tweet, text, email. If we get the usual uh, overwhelming response, we'll uh, have to pick one or two people out and just do a weekly challenge against them. Well, yeah. Like, like Mark Lawrenson does on, yep. a, on a, another well-known sports website. Sounds good to me. Okay, Paul, so anything else to add? We head straight into the end of the day, the outro, all about your trip, potentially, tomorrow? Yep. I uh, don't think I've got anything else to say today, so let's... Uh, get this classic music on which I'm sure everyone will know okay sounds good okay and see you all next week yep bye bye